Alrighty, this is going to be a very short podcast. Well, I always say that, but it's going to be a shorter podcast because I actually did a podcast with my buddy Matt, and he has all this professional shit that we use, so it sounds a lot better. So that's going to be coming later this week, and it's going to be probably the most professional I'll ever sound, so that's good. But this one is just going to be some quick, uh, like just a quick update on what I'm doing. Uh, I know none of you care, but still, it's good to say it out loud, I guess. Uh, and then... Uh, just some funny stuff that I've seen from like the job interviews that I've I've done, and then also just a quick lessons I'm kind of learning. So really quick, you know, I'm not sure how many of you actually I can say how many of you. So it's like lesson two, our fault, myself and my girlfriend. Thank you. Um, we're seeing you know my progress and you know where I'm going with work, you know, and so basically in the other podcast I was saying how like all these companies seem to just be like these marketing companies, and I got to say really quick. There's this huge confusion almost where marketing and sales are being determined as the same thing and they're not. Like mar- marketing is the byproduct sorry sorry sales is the byproduct of marketing and that's like that's a fact. That's just what it is. So I keep going to these com- like I went to all these interviews that were like marketing, you know, this and that and they promise you like, you know, marketing products, implementation and all that stuff you learn in the books. And then you get there and it's really just a sales job and you know, I saw like so there was one. So the thing that was crazy was, so I get one interview, and you know they're promising you all this stuff, and you know there's always a salary, and I'm really not looking at this point for like the biggest salary I can find. I'm looking for the best experience, and I get to this interview, and you know I'm, I'm thinking, okay, okay, this is really cool, this and that, and then you know I'm sitting in the chair, and the receptionist is like, yeah, you know your shift will be you know eleven to nine, and I, and I looked around, and I was like, yo, wait, you talking? To, are you talking to me? And she's like, yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, what the fuck? 11 to nine every day? What, what kind of hours is that? And it was like, and she's like, hey, that's uh, what y'all will be working. And I was like, oh shit, fuck, I've made a big mistake. But, um, cause I, I mean, I'm, I don't mind how the amount of hours I'm working really, but 11 to nine though, like, and it was 11 to nine Monday through Friday. And then you'd come in on Saturday. And so you'd basically be working 60 hours a week. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm opposed to working 60 hours, but, in a second, you'll see why, like, that was kind of a problem. So I hear that at first. I'm like, oh, shit, that's kind of I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I was like, yeah, all right, I can make some money and this and that, 11 to 9. And then I get this interview, and basically it's almost as if someone wrote an entire, like, script for their job, like, you know, the job posting. Someone wrote it for them. I get in there, and all of a sudden it's something totally different. Like, you're, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, wait, is this the same company that I, like, let me pull my phone out. Is this a... Uh, uh, this co- corporation is this you guys? They're like, yep, this that's us. And essentially, it was this first interview I had. This was like two weeks ago. It was like, okay, you're gonna go on lead calls. So he gives me a sheet, and it's like a bunch of leads that AT and T has sent. And you go to their houses and you try to convince them, basically a door to door salesman, try to convince them to get AT and T product. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the uh, job description and I'm like. Yo, what the like? What the hell is this? Like, this isn't even close to what yeah, you guys are over here promising marketing and, which I mean, that is marketing to a well, to a degree. But it, like, just there was a huge disparity between the uh, job description and then what he's telling me, and I was like, yo, what the hell? And like, he's like, so this is the first part of the interview. We want you in for a second interview. It's gonna be a three hour interview because basically. The days start where you sit through a training meeting for an hour, sales meeting, and then you go out in the field by yourself and you spend like five hours going door to door trying to sell AT&T products. 
And I was like, listen, like that's not re- like at the end of the day, that's not marketing. That's that's sales. And then basically, you know, they have they all have the same they, they have the progress, you know, five, after five months, then you'll have your own office and then you'll have like people under you that are selling. And, you know, just at the end of the day, you're not even in the marketing field. You're really not. You're in just in the sales business. So I was like, you know, and I'm not shitting on anyone doing that, but that just that isn't for me. You know, just being a door to door salesman, I really don't I wouldn't want to do something that I don't want someone to do to me, honestly. But anyway, so that's how that first kind of started. And then I'm like, okay, okay let me let me stay weary of this. You know, I was I said that in the other podcast, stay stay weary of what's going on. I read this other company and they don't really have a lot online, but they, you know, they have a good vision and mission. I was like, okay, I, I, I enjoy that stuff. And so I go to the interview and, you know, he, you know, there's products on the table, this and that. And he's talking about like kind of marketing strategies and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Finally, what I'm trying to do here. So I look at that. I'm like, okay, we have a really good conversation. And then he's like, okay, let's have you in for a second interview tomorrow. And it's going to be at a Sam's club. And so at first I'm just kind of like, hmm, like a Sam's Club. That's interesting. I guess we'll, I guess we'll show. I guess I'll, I, I'm, so I'm assuming it's some kind of wholesale or something like that. I show up, and essentially, you know, we're having another, we're having another good conversation. He's showing, he's showing me a PowerPoint, what they're about, this and that. Like showing me some trips they go on, which I guess that's always like a perk. Like I, it's almost like people go, you know, the average person that goes for a job interview, I feel like goes. This is what I'm like getting at. Getting at like they go and they're like, whoa. Fuck whatever you're saying. I don't want to hear anything about the job or this and that. Where are the company trips? Are they in Vegas, Rio? Where the hell are they? Because essentially, like all the interviews I've gone to, they try to really push the company trips, and I'm like, listen, like that's a plus, but like, like I'm not going in there saying like, and that's what it seemed like. That it's like, whoa, shut your, shut your, shut your, shut your fucking mouth. I want to know where the company trips are. If it's not Vegas, I'm not taking this job. It's almost like that's what like this guy's been heard before. But anyway. So we get there, we're talking about this and that, and then he's like, "All right, one of the companies we work for is Vivant, you know that uh, alarm system thing. It's like a you know the door like ring. It's like a doorbell system." And essentially, he just goes, "Okay, so take notes as I uh, as I do this." And I'm like, "Take notes on what?" We get up to the uh, actual like booth. It's like a little booth right when you walk in the Sam's Club, and I and like I like I couldn't believe what I just saw. This dude straight up starts like. Hello, hello. How are you, how you doing? How you doing? Have you heard about the promotion we're doing today? Hello, hello. Like bothering, like bothering. No, I'm sorry, but that, that that's what it is. It's bothering people as they walk into a Sam's Club, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and then he like he'd stop, look at me, and say, "You taking notes?" And I was like, "Hey, man, like, like what exactly are you want me to take notes on?" And he was like, "Take notes on what I'm doing." I'm like, "Okay." And the reason this all bothered me was just because he had told like in our previous conversations he had said, "Oh, this is this kind of marketing." It's gonna be like different. We, we believe in a different style of marketing. We we believe in like outside the box thinking, creative thinking, and doing it a new way. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. I'm liking what I'm hearing. Then I get there, and you're literally harassing people as they walk into a Sam's Club. And I'm sitting here like, dude, like this. What is new about this strategy? What what, what exactly are you doing that's new? And so you know, and, and that was a tough like. And I, I even said like, I just was watching. And this is the guy I was in an interview with was like one of the head guys, and literally like. He probably like harassed like ten people, and they all were like, "No, no, I'm here for like one thing, and that's to fucking shop." Like, seriously, if I went to if I had a local Sam's Club, which by the way, Sam's Clubs are nice. Like, they have like a food court. They got like buying bulk. Hey, buying in bulk, very underrated. 
I like my peanut butter in 45-ounce jars, okay? Anyway, but Sam's Clubs, yeah, so that's how they, you know, everyone knows a Sam's Club. They're nice. If I went to a Sam's Club, because you got to buy a membership, I'm buying a membership to a Sam's Club. Like, you have to, you have to remember that. You're buying, a, you have to have a membership to those. If I went to a Sam's Club, and, there, and right when I walked in, some dude was like, hello, 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 have you uh, considered new alternatives to your alarm system? I'd be like, yo, no, I'm here for my fucking groceries. I, like, I did not come in there going, hmm, I don't think my, I think my doorbell needs, like, it needs a camera on it. Yep, I need to go to the Sam's Club right now, and I need to get a fucking Vivint alarm system. Like, I was just like, dude, like, are you serious? Like, no offense. And the only reason, and again, I'm not trying to shit on this guy for doing, doing that because people do do that. Like, that's all, that's all, that's, you do whatever you want to do. I'm not one to judge on what you want to do. I just had, to, and that was like a hard conversation I had to have with the guy because as soon as he started doing that, I was like, dude, like, it was like, it's tough, you know? Like, he was even saying, like, yeah, 98% are going to be no's. And I'm like, dude, it's probably more like 99%, but, and then, Another problem was it was either a base pay or it was a commission based off leads. So essentially, you either got $9 an hour, which is like, I mean, I'm not saying that's terrible, but, you know, when you have a college degree and you're, you know, out in the job force, you want to be making more than nine an hour, like just saying. You want to be making a lot more than that. So there was, that, that was the base pay. And then the whole thing was you take whatever's higher, base pay or the, uh, the commission, and I'm like, well, of course, like you want the commission because the base pay is so low. But then essentially, you had like your your commission is a, so you're basically your paycheck's 100 percent commission. So your like money at the end of the week strictly fell onto okay, how many people did you harass and how many people like actually like gave their information and I guess that was considered a lead. And then you make money off a lead, you know. And I and that, that that's where the whole thing of transparency comes through, you know. Like we're like in the middle of the interview, and I'm just like, listen, man. Like, and I and I gave him a number too. I just said for three, I couldn't do that for three months. I couldn't sit there and like do that for three months. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, I, I guess we're done. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like, it was really awkward. Like, I had to sit there just kind of like back and forth for like three seconds. Like, no, honestly, not even three. It was like more like ten seconds. Just like he was like, so we're good then. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He's like, well, are you telling me we're good? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, okay, I guess we're good. And like, that was just kind of like this whole awkward kind of like, okay, I'm going to, and then we finally just shook hands and I walked out, I walked out, but it was like, yeah, it's just like, and again, I'm not shitting on anyone that does that, but it's just like, like, you know, you go in there, they're talking about marketing, this and that. They're talking about doing it a new creative outside the box way. And the first thing we get in there is you're going to straight up harass. And that's where you, and that's basically where you started from. Like you basically start and not, I have no problem, you know, entry level, you got to start somewhere. But essentially, you had, that's where you started for, I think, a decent amount of time where you would just sit there and like, and you know, and just, just personally me, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to be able to sit through a, a train because you had to go through a training seminar and everything on how to like bum rush people like inside of a Sam's Club. Like I was like, dude, like especially on like weekends and days that are busy, you're really going to like just try to like, he was like, seriously, like everyone that was walking in, he was like, oh, hello, hello, uh. How was, um, how, like, would you like to hear our promotion? Everyone always says no. And then he was like, well, you have a lovely, lovely day. And he, he turned at me and looked and say, you see that? I didn't go for the sale. I was just nice to him. That's how you get it. And I was like, dude, I, I, okay. Like I have seen that in movies. Like I, I watch movies by guy. Also, I've, I've, I've done sales before. Like, okay. Like he, cause, and, and the reason I keep saying this is cause he was just telling me how they were doing things differently and you know, this was the smartest way to do it. And then I was like, dude, like that's been around for a long time. Like he basically would, 
instead of saying, let me tell, let me sell you something, have you heard about our promotion? Like he would dead ass say, oh, have you heard of promotion? They'd say no. And then he'd say, well, you have really nice shoes. Have a good day. Turn around and say, did you see that? And I'm like, what? I said promotion and I was nice to them after they said no. Business 101. And I was like, bro, okay, like. All right, I've seen a movie. I've seen movies, but um, that just like that that just isn't a new style of any kind of like that's just straight up sales and that's nothing new. Like I did that at Enterprise. Like that's that's that happens everywhere. So anyway, so that was like a really funny like not funny but just kind of like I expected one thing and was told one thing and then I got there and I was like oh holy shit like and I had to just be like transparent, just be like listen like I'm not shitting on anyone that wants to do that kind of job because you know everyone has an interest. I just me personally, I don't have an interest in doing that. So basically that's what happened and then I was like wow okay so I drove 45 minutes for nothing. But yeah, but anyway, on to like the last thing. And the last thing and the last thing is going to be just a really quick recap of the bachelorette. I made sure to tune in for that. Uh quick pointers, quick noters here. Uh first off, biggest thing that we've seen, Jed, wow, turned out to be kind of a piece of shit. Wow kind of a piece of ass look like i'm like wow i can't believe this whole season you know everyone's been ragging on and dogging on luke p this and that which yeah he sucks but the whole time jed was over there like yeah i had a girlfriend and then okay and by the way i gotta say part of this is hannah's fault because like literally he said from the beginning yeah i kind of went on here just to say just to get my music career and now i'm kind of liking you a little bit so we'll see where it goes kind of which also begs the question yo how many like okay how bad is the screening for the bachelorette like seriously if i was seven inches taller i'm signing up for that show right now like i'm just saying but anyway like I what like what is the yep just kidding Raina I love you uh like what is like what is, like what is the background they do because like Jed like clearly had this girlfriend this and that D- didn't matter all of a sudden here he comes like he like he even said I'm here for my music career which by the way meh nothing special I've I looked to, I looked him up on Twitter nothing special so anyway we see this uh, emotional like you know the the whole emotional thing where she turns down Tyler C which by the way by the way. That that right there, I think, you know, Hannah's trying to be stronger this whole season. By the freaking way, if you had to pick between I'm and I'm just saying this as a comfortable straight man, if you had to pick between Jed and Tyler C, what are you doing? Well, what the hell are you doing? Like you got this beautiful tall man over here from Jupiter, Florida, Tyler C. And you're gonna pick Jed? Like what? What I'm just I was lost by that. Like, yeah, Jed's got a clean beard, you know, kinda like whatever he's got he's got the whole, you know, Curt like not curly but kind of wavy brown hair with the with the with the clean cut beard and like wears white shirts with like armbands you know he's got that thing going on. Listen, buddy, that style ended like five years ago. Okay, but anyway, so if you got that or Tyler C, what are you doing picking Jed? But yeah, so we see this whole like emotional thing where at the very end, you know, she finds out about Jed's discretions. Well, okay, so it was weird. First, she found out about Jed's discretions, and he didn't tell her the whole thing. Then she found out about everything in the People magazine, and I was like, bro, because like, that's another thing. Like, The Bachelorette, like, dead ass, and, like, no offense, but, like, they really do, like, that's some of this is some Tom fuckery right here. Like, they literally, like, don't let these people have the, their phones or the internet access for, like, months, and then she had to find out all this shit through, like, a People magazine. I was like, dude, wow. Well, 
It's probably what's going to happen to you when you go on a show and find your wife or husband in like three months. But anyway, what do I know? But yeah, so essentially then she finds out and then we see this big dramatic, you know, tell all, you know, where Jed sits down with her and she's just like, nah, man, fuck you. Like, I, I don't have feelings for you anymore. And I was like, you know what? And I was thinking to myself, you know what? It's probably has something to do with the fact that, yeah, they were on the show for like, what, three months? Not, it's like not even a three month process. So yeah, I feel like it is easier to just be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't need that. Like, th- like to, you know, because like if it had been like a year long relationship, you know, maybe like Hannah gets over it. But like three months, you know, and it wasn't even like a full three with Jed, you know, like, she probably, yeah, it's just easier to go, you know what? Yeah, fuck this. I got Tyler C over here. And then Tyler C comes on the show and then he's just like the happiest rebound. Like, she's like, I don't know. You want to get a drink? And Tyler's like, and by the way, and I, I, I I'm going to just take him, take him by his word because so far nothing's come out about him. He seems like a really genuine dude. Like, he is like respectful this and that, you know, good looking, keep saying that, beautiful man, which just led me to the thing, something's wrong with this guy, there is no fucking way that you look that good, that respectful women, and this dude, like, had to go on the bachelorette to find love, no freaking way, like, there is something wrong with this dude, it's gonna come out eventually, I don't know, but I'm just saying, it's not adding up, I've never seen a more beautiful man with more beautiful, like, values towards a woman, and not have to go on the Bachelorette, and and, and he and he goes on the Bachelorette. Doesn't make sense to me. Not making a lot of sense. But anyway, anyway, so he's just the happiest rebound, and he's just like, I would love nothing more than to go have a drink with you, and let's let's see where this thing goes, baby. I'm like, wow, like take me to a let, let me get a drink with Tyler C. Fuck out of here, Hannah. Tyler, I'm ready. Anyway, so happiest rebound, and then okay, then I saw on Twitter how. He, like, had spent the night with Hannah or something like that. I don't know how accurate that was. And then he has a date with Gigi Hadid. Is that her name? I, I honestly don't know who this is. It's, it's, a, it's a model, apparently. She's famous. But, hey, you know what? I'm happy for that just because just because Tyler C. is flexing, ladies. He is telling you right now, hey, I'm a good man. I'm a respectful man. I might be a rebound, but uh, I'm going to go strut my stuff and go on two, not just one, two dates with a model, which, by the way, I think Hannah looks better than this Hadid lady, but whatever. But at the same time, I'm also glad because maybe she will give us some insight on what the fuck is wrong with Tyler. Because no way, no way in hell, there's nothing wrong with that guy. But anyway, on to my last part of this about The Bachelorette. That was just a really quick recap or whatever. Mike for Bachelor. It has to be Mike. It has to be Mike because apparently Peter... Going back to this, Peter apparently had, like, a girlfriend before, too. Like, yeah, like it's always the same story you see. Uh, whatever the contestants dumped girlfriend a week before. Like, dude, these dudes, like, okay, I'm just saying, if this is actually true, you know, because, again, I don't know how much of it. I don't actually look into all this stuff. I just see it, and I'm like, oh, okay. If, like, if you're in a relationship where, like, that means behind, her, like, your, like, girlfriend's back, you're online, like, bachelorettecasting.com, bachelorette.com slash casting, you saw on TV. You're sitting there with your girlfriend. I've been there before. Sitting there on the TV, and it says, we are doing screenings in, the, in these two areas near you, bachelorcasting.com. And, and then and that means these guys, like, you know, they make a joke about it with their girlfriend. As soon as the girlfriend leaves, types on the computer, where the fuck is this? What's the address? 25 minutes away? Sweet. Hey, baby, tomorrow I'm getting called in for work. Yeah, I know. I was supposed to have a day off. Oh, well. They go to the casting and do all this shit and then get on the show. And then, by the way, 
I, I got to say, in all the, I, I want to know how the stats on the guys that are applying again because I swear they've got to be able to find better guys than they had on the show. Like this, like this year there was some good guys, but like, so, like I got some problems though. Like with the, with the producers here, if, if for, for everyone that's still listening, probably nobody, the mustard guy. I, like I, I cannot believe how long he lasted on the show. Like for those of you who don't know, this guy showed up. So basically the first night, uh, you know, the bachelorette will sit there, bachelor, bachelorette will sit there at the front of the mansion and all the girls or the guy and the guys come out of the uh, limo. Like they have to do something to impress them. And sometimes they just go, hey, how you doing? Oh, you look pretty tonight. And sometimes they do some stupid shit like jump out of a box. This dude showed up with like a, like I'm not kidding, a hot dog in his hand, mouth full and had like a little mustard stain on like his jacket. I, I was shocked and bewildered. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I was shocked, very shocked. Anyway, he does this, and he lasted on the show until like the final. Like I think he made top ten. Honestly, I, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but I swear he made like top ten. It was like it was pretty far in there. How the fuck does that happen? I was disgusted from the very second I saw that because I, I will say one thing: pet peeve of mine as well. Don't shake my fucking hand if you have food in your mouth, food on your hand. Okay, not food in your mouth. If you have food all over your hands, man, like, let me tell you something. When I was a kid, our neighbors, the Crawfords, like, that's all it took. He shook my hand one day. It was the first time I ever met him. It was our neighbor. He had, like, chili on his hands. And we were at the pool. So it was like, you know, your hands with the pool water on it, some chili on it. Shook his hand. Disgusted ever since then. Hey, very nice guy. Very nice kid. But, like, he lost me right there. Like, you shake, you shake my hands with pool chili water on it? Nah, dude. I, I, I can't. I can't do it. But anyway, back to and this all results back to the casting. How the fuck did this guy get on the show? How, like out of all the single men in America, all the men that are applying to be the bachelor on on the bachelorette, they found this guy and he lasted so long. And another thing I got to point out is I'm also not happy with some of the screen time. Like there is yo, let me tell you something, dead ass. There is that one guy, I don't know his name, but like he made top 10, like I know this for a fact. He made top 10. And I don't think he had ever talked to Hannah. Like, there was not a single clip of him talking to this lady. And he was sitting there telling other guys, like, hey, uh, I haven't kissed her yet. And, like, they're like, ooh. And you could just see, like, the like the hurt in all their eyes. Because, like, he, in that episode, he'd walked up the stairs and just saw, like, Hannah, like, straddling on Jed. And I was like, dude, that, like, that stings. A girl, you're on a show. You literally are on a show to woo a girl. You've had no screen time with her. Well, at least on the TV. You've had no screen time with her. You have not kissed her yet. You're in the top 10. You walk up the stairs, and she's straddling some other guy, making out with him. You lost, my friend. You've lost. At that point, just start like making some funny clips on the show because maybe you'll get lucky and get on Bachelor in Paradise. And that's exactly – I'm pretty sure he's on Bachelor in Paradise. So that's all you can do because at that point, my dude, you've lost this show. If it's a competition to win that lady's heart, you have lost when you have not kissed her, not really talked to her. And you just walk it on her straddling other guys. You've probably lost. But anyway, this all goes back to, like, the casting. Like, what the hell is going on? So Mike. Mike – so, sorry. This went back to Peter because I, I think it was between Mike and Peter. But then P- Peter apparently, like, had a girlfriend or something. And like I said, it's always the same story. They had a girlfriend. They're, all, they're just chilling. He sees it on the TV. Oh, casting. Shit. Sorry, honey. Got work tomorrow. They get casted. And then it takes like, and it's also like a week, like weeks of process. Like they like get back to you and say, okay, you're on it. And then literally the same thing. 
like a week before like they start filming they let their girlfriends know hey by the way i uh signed up and i did get on the bachelorette this will probably be the end of our relationship sorry about that and then they just leave just like jed so if that's true then damn mike was the only true humble guy i'm team mike it better be mike and if not this show is lost a viewer for sure but anyway, that's the end of the podcast, the end of uh, The Bachelorette like, uh, total. Later this week, me and Matt, my friend Matt, uh, recorded a podcast on some really professional stuff. It's the best this podcast will ever sound. If I, I swear if I get less viewers than ever, I'm going to quit this podcast. But anyway, it should sound better than ever has before, so that should be coming out in a couple days. Thank you, guys.